0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fangs Out podcast brought to you by the Wide World of Wargaming. I am your host, Vincent Morgato. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Drew Bishop-Sai.
1: <sighs> Somehow Palpatine has come back from the dead.
0: You know, we said last week we weren't going to talk about that movie anymore. <laughs> uh, and returning to us after a several-week absence where adequately filled in by Mr. Nick Sperry, Jeff Wilder has returned.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: I was... Jeff with the gusto and excitement he always brings to the show.
2: Um I'm sorry. I'm I'm just really tired. I've been work has been just absolutely killing me lately.
0: You know, I never thought I would say this about work. I'm jealous.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I really appreciate that my firm is uh is keeping everybody keeping everybody working. Um, I really really appreciate that. It's a it's a good thing, but it is wearing me down Last Last week, something like 22 hours of overtime. Wow. Damn. So, so it's, a, it's a lot of money, but it is tiring me out, and I'm old. So,
0: Well, we're glad to have you back on the show, and uh, we are going to give you a chance to catch up on just a couple of topics of intense conversation during the last couple weeks. Um, we had Nick on, like we said, and I think probably the – the release that inspired the most debate was the ETA-2 Actus. Um, There's a debate between us all kind of on the viability of it compared to the Delta-7 and how we feel about kind of the word vomit that is going into a lot of the rules that you can see on those pilot cards. Right. Um, And then also kind of the efficacy of purple maneuvers, which I admit I'm not... Opposed to, and I'm not really scared by them. I think in a game that is essentially fifty percent resource management, fifty percent uh, guessing, you're uh, that's that's kind of that fits perfectly in with how the system is built. But people disagreed with that. How, first, how do you feel about them coming with a two talent, and then how do you feel about the ship overall?
2: So, um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys mentioned it. A lot of it is going to have to do with how much it costs. Yep. Um, you're talking about a, a ship with um, wait that can't be right. With what is it? Just th- three. All it has is three whole no shields. That is. Um, I, I had no idea they had no shields. Uh, is that true in the lore that had no shields?
0: Although they didn't, didn't, have, didn't have they didn't have shields in the only time we've seen them.
2: Why would they consider that an upgrade?
0: Um, I don't think it was an upgrade. I think it's meant to. I think it's meant to be a, uh, another high risk choice.
2: Well, I mean, I suppose in the lore, though they I, they abandoned the ethers, right for the for the Actus. So, for whatever reason, um, yeah, I, um, it, it's going to depend on cost. Obviously, you've got you've got good agility. I would feel so much better. If they had the first ones with four green. Um,
0: I don't think we want anything with four green and force.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing about it is that this is, they've got those purple maneuvers and purple actions. So I think a lot of what FFG is trying to do with this ship, and it's going to be a tough balance to walk, but they are trying to get people to spend their force on things that aren't soft mods. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, you know, so that's if, if they can walk that that line, it'll be a, a welcome addition. Because, in uh, with the ether spread, of course, the only thing that you were doing was repositioning, which, you know, um, that's fine. But for the most part, you're still keeping your soft mods. Um, is the, the target lock purple? interesting
1: yes it is yep yep
2: so i'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around the fluff of that one you're you're using the force to get it to get a technological advantage
1: i mean there was there was a little bit of talk and i don't know if it was actually with ffg but i know that at least as far as like you know fluff and people talking right the ships were more attuned to force users to help them use the Force to better themselves in combat, I guess. I, I'm i just kind of pulling stuff out. Um, well, I, As far as that it, is concerned, I feel like that's a gameplay, right, to try and make it not like the Aether Sprite, right? Like you've got to spend the Force to do it, whereas with the Aether Sprite, you would just see people target lock and then keep their Force because they've got all the mods in the world, right? right? Right. I think the reason that it's a Force cost uh, is that if you
0: consider the stress mechanic in X-Wing – Really, because this is in space, these aren't the the stress is not on the actual body of the ship. The stress is on the pilot. So, for the purple turnaround means that in order for them to not be, they're they're paying a force essentially to not be stressed on a red on what would be a red maneuver,
1: right? Or potentially a red. It's an, it's,
0: it's an alternative. It's an alternative cost.
2: Right. Okay. Um. Anyway, I think that the the preposition is obviously going to be uh, very very strong in the hands of, of skilled players who can see mm-hmm. what's going on there. Um, it's it seems to me like this is going to encourage uh, more swarms if this becomes popular it's going to encourage swarms. Swarms are going to, uh, swarms are going to have a better chance at, at just ripping this thing apart because you can't, you can't preposition your way out of everything. Right. When you've got, when you've got six arcs on you.
0: Um, that end, the, the swarm would have a better chance of locking down all the possible reposition, uh, right. all the possible reposition options before you even move.
2: Right um i i mean what do you guys think on the cost i think that so i'm looking at the anakin card right um yep. it's a it is a lot of text that is Mac, max max text right there that is, <laughs> that's the way that he designs and and he has since he joined the team before i quit testing that's just uh, that is classic him um what do you guys think that cost is of something like anakin
1: so before we get into this, I wanted to touch base with you guys. We know that in the spread that or the photos that we have, it comes with Ion tokens. I originally thought that this was either for like a weapon upgrade or maybe they have some sort of ability that gives them Ion tokens. Reading about the ship itself up on Wiki, uh, Wikipedia, um, the ships are apparently equipped with laser cannons and Ion cannons. Um, but they, it seems that they shoot, what is it it says here, The Ion Cannons fired bursts of plasma that caused temporary electrical disruptions to their target upon impact. Sounds like an Ion Cannon, but maybe less so. So if these things have the ability to take Ion Cannons, do you think that their cost, you know, generically, is also going to be higher? Because now we have Ace ships that could stun you and then get behind you and just rip you to pieces i mean maybe. i don't think a cannon slot is really
0: i don't think a cannon slot is worth additional points i'll, I'll right. be one
2: i would no, i no, would I honestly do. expect something like a a configuration or um a modification that says when you hit with an attack if you apply one ion token or right Right, something like that. More than that, it can carry a a cannon.
1: An actual cannon.
2: Yeah, I would I would expect it to be a a modification of your normal two die or three die in the bullseye attack than something like that.
1: Right, right. That does make sense. And you know, we we know with the Republic, they love their their uh, configurations, right? So yeah,
0: they've got a lot. They're going to have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you could you could argue honestly that Republic and Empire should be the two factions with the most with the most modifications just because they are the most organized military factions in the whole game.
2: Yeah, but you could counter-argue that the scrappy up-and-comers have to do weird things with their ships to... Well, that, to you
0: copy. would you would solve that with a title. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. could. That's, I think that's why Scum probably has the most titles.
2: But, I mean, Scum has, like, the backside. The backside were known for basically being modular
1: ships. Right. Uh, or we have a bunch of very famous yeah. bounty hunters with their famous ships, right? Which is oh, where right. the
2: titles yeah. come That's from. titles. See, yep. that, yeah, yep. that's titles. Exactly.
1: Um, that's what I think. That, yeah.
0: That's what I, th- if you were going for that, I would argue that probably you would go, if you were going for what Jeff is talking about, you would want those rules to be applied as a title. Mm. Um, whereas rebels really are like, it's, it's a personality driven show. Like their stuff should all be on the pilot card. Right, the synergy and the pilot abilities. Yeah, um, but, but we we definitely already had the conversation about faction identity, and we've beaten that horse right. quite to death.
1: I do feel like on points though, Nick and I, Jeff, were under the impression that you might see one of these in a list or like a, a, a semi-swarmy list. Um, that I don't. We don't think they're powerful enough to be like we're going to take three Actus or two Actus and an Ether Sprite.
2: Well, and, what about what about? What about taking it more specific? What do you see as a as a point range for Anakin? So you guys
1: go for I, about three or
0: four minutes.
2: I, I'm a little bit scared about it because, honestly, when they put Anakin in the Y-Wing at 60, he's now 55, but at 60, I was like, what are they thinking, right? I don't right. um And he's whatever he is, 80 in the in the ether sprite at this point? Something, something like that. Something ridiculous. Um, so what do they put him at in a ship with three hull points? Now, granted, he's got three force and he's got three agility, but man, you, you bring, you bring a 50.3 hull ship and, and watch yourself roll blanks and wow, that sucks.
1: Right. I mean, it's worse than that, than a Fen'Ral. So just for an example, um, Anakin in the Aether Sprite right now is 62.
2: Yeah, I, oh, I was talking with the uh, with
1: seven B. Yep, seven B is twenty four. Brings it to eighty six. Jesus, that's and that is ridiculous. But rightfully so, man. That ship can do a whole hell of a lot,
2: right? Well, I mean, is it rightfully so? Does anybody play Anakin anymore?
1: Well, I guess you know. what? No, you you got a point there, man. Not not in comp- non competition as far as we've seen for a long time now.
2: So. Uh, so without knowing, without having a better idea of the cards in the in that are intended to go on this, um, on Anakin, for instance, I would be willing to pay. Do we even know what's, what slots they have? We so don't...
1: well, so here's the thing, though, Jeff. Anakin's ability is specifically designed around Obi Wan, if I remember correctly.
2: Um, I mean, it is. It's Obi. It's specifically designed around him, or, or and or Obi Wan. Yes.
1: Right. So that to me, I mean, they they can't be that expensive because it sounds like they want you to play with both of them in the same list.
2: Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I can't. I, I'm just trying to figure out what I would pay for for this. Right. Anakin, I this would Anakin say list right here.
1: Low fifties as of right now but that's just me spitballing it right like start around fifty three, fifty four, because that without mid-
2: seeing oh
0: sorry go ahead sorry Joe.
1: no yeah last thing um you know without seeing any configuration right or like anything else to to upgrade the ship to make it better like looking at just the pilot i think mid 50s is pr- is probably a good place to start
2: so it looks like we don't know what their upgrade slots are other than a force ability
1: that is correct. Oh, uh,
0: Drew, remember we had this conversation last week? Jeff, that is actually not correct. It looks like they have a talent slot.
1: Oh, that's right. The card spread does have an elite talent slot. It uh, yep. does have an elite talent card, which you can see is an elite talent card on, I believe it's the TyRB Heavy. I think it's the
0: Tri-Fighter spread.
1: The the Nimbus no, no, the tri-fighter. Oh, the, the droid tri-fighter. Yeah. Uh, but either way, one of them, Jeff, has the same card in 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 that spread which isn't which is an elite talent.
2: Um so they might have okay. elite talent slots on top of force power. So slots. they might have force and talent. That's yep. interesting. Uh, they also
0: definitely have an uh, an astromech.
1: Oh, that's also true too.
2: Yeah. So so that the the combination of force and talent if we accept if we assume that that's what's going on that worries me a little bit because what that seems to be inviting is finding exploitative combinations um,
0: so i i agree with you jeff the one thing about it though is you remember you said earlier you think that this card you probably you i think you would agree with me that the people who are going to get the most out of this card are the dudes who fly the razor of the razor's edge. You know what I mean? Uh huh. I think probably that's the reason they have an EPT and why they don't have a shield. Interesting. I I, I suspect um, that these are going to be the guys that you that you are going to want. And I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but remember they can they don't have to for uh, spend a force for an evade anymore. So these guys might be worth taking brilliant evasion on.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: interesting. They also, <laughs> they all they might also be. I, I'm and I said this to Drew and Nick, and I'm I, I would be curious if you agree with me. I'm a hundred percent putting sense in a list with these guys in it, like yeah, it's an would, auto take.
2: I mean, it, it's not so important if you're taking Anakin and Obi Wan, but if you're taking anything lower than that, I would say that if you don't take sense, you're you're it's borderline suicide. It's borderline suicide. Yep,
1: yep, and that's Nick said something very similar to that too. Uh, um,
2: yeah, I do agree with that. I, I, I mean, just knowing what I know about the card, I don't think that I'd pay more than fifty for Anakin Skywalker, for that Anakin Skywalker Actus card.
1: Okay, okay. I would be,
0: I would go fifth with, I would go fifty-four just because you tack on an i six tax.
1: Um, right. right, I, I right. was kind of on there too, fifty
0: three, fifty five, somewhere around there. Dude, that's
2: eighteen points per hit
0: point. I know, I know. I mean, uh, Suture fell pays
2: seventeen. Well, let me put it this way: the Anakin in the seven B is uh, what is he uh, eighty four, right? So he is fourteen points per hit point.
0: Yeah um it's you could argue it's easier to block that Anakin than this one
2: no it's that's definitely true it's basically it's almost impossible to block this Anakin yeah really I mean unless you've got a form
1: right you, you pre-blocked
2: it
0: um, also guys if this thing does have a talent I'm sticking Daredevil on everything.
2: I just I, I think what you're gonna see and, and the thing that scares me if it has a talent and a four slot is you're going to see people that people are going to find a way to play combo wing again. And that worries me. I don't I, I, I don't want to I don't want to be alarmist because we don't even know if that's true. We're completely speculating. Yep. But um but I really don't want to see that again where people are finding these un these these strange unforeseen combinations of an astramac and a force card and a talent card and a figuration that makes it you know the the a 3 hit point ghost uh, from ghost fen you know i don't i don't want to see that again and it's it worries me a little bit
0: yeah i agree um the one we will always have to consider though that the the what has always killed Jedi, and specifically Aces, uh, and, it, and it just got better, you could argue, is low is passive sensors Torp Spam. Um, if you've got just like, and I mean this seriously, if you just cast a net of three wide passive sensors and you overlap in every space with Ion Torps, these guys can't get away from it. They cannot. Yeah, You, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, but I can also tell you that I rolled 14, 14 red dice of ion torch tonight and, and rolled two hits. I've been there. So I've been um, there. so they're yeah, single modded ion torps are not necessarily gonna do a thing to these guys. Um anyway, uh, you guys wanna move on? I, I, I lo- from the looks of the ship, you know, in the in the cartoon and Clone Wars and stuff, I love the ship. Um, I, I'm just a little bit concerned about mixing force and talent.
0: Well, we have one, and even at, even in a respectable i four, Anakin hasn't said, been burning the world down.
1: Yeah, all he says is
2: yippee. Like, yeah, I mean, he's in a he's in a not he's in a no no offense to you, Vince, but he's in a not fantastic casting. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I think he's in a pretty. He's also only got one force. True,
0: but if you're talking about repositioning, he has half of what these guys have.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yes, uh, I too am afraid of giving them what is essentially free supernatural reflexes, which is what this is.
2: Yep. Um, Aren't there there actually limits on supernatural reflexes in terms of what... Well, there's
0: limits on this one. This is system phase.
2: Yeah, right. But um, but aren't there limits on the actions you can take with Supernatural Reflexes? It's been so long, I don't, I don't know.
0: No. Uh, yeah, technically it's whatever you have on your action bar. So it's the same thing as what these guys have. Um, now, of course, these are going to have barrel roll and boost. But, I, well, yeah, that, that matters. I mean, but most of the guys you saw Supernatural on that weren't Vader had barrel roll and boost like supernatural Kylo had barrel roll and boost supernatural Luke with his foils closed has barrel roll and boost all the Jedi had barrel roll and
2: boost it's do you guys think that given that it's only a two dice attack outside the bullseye do you guys think that anybody's going to be played under I-5 and these guys
1: that's that was my next thing too was their points cost is probably built around how much damage output they have and Nine times out of ten, you know, doing two dice. I mean, we're seeing swarms of Aether sprites, you know, killing, killing tons of stuff with two attack dice with force. And they only have one force, so. But there's I... also five of them.
2: Yeah. That's
1: don't they true. have CLT? Uh, they have
2: CLT. That is also true. Yeah. Um, um. I guess it depends on the cost. I just, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Wanna...
0: It's yeah, yeah. No, I think it that, it. it's, in, it's an interesting ship. Yep. Um, the other one we wanted to talk about, or I guess that Drew and I suggested we we kind of pitched to you because you are the you are our resident Chicken Little, Hondo Onaka.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's a fun card.
0: Are you afraid of this? What do you think it's going to cost? Is this just uh, is this NPE personified?
2: Um. So let's just go over it real quick. So choose two ships that range one to three of you that are friendly to each other. Doesn't need to be friendly to you. Yep. That's friendly to each other. Um, Coordinate one of the chosen ships, then jam the other ignoring range restrictions. So basically I would say in, I just want a ballpark. 50 to 60 percent of the time this is this is a coordinate for an for an action. Uh-huh. Um, right. or, or fifty to sixty percent of the time this is a jam for an action because it depends on w- w- whether you pick somebody friendly to you or not. In other words, the reason that I say that is that Fifty to sixty percent of the time, there are going. There's going to be a ship within range one to three of you, where you don't really care if, if giving them one of these options is not a is not really a detriment. Right, right. So, uh, it's going to be less true with uh, ships that are enemies of yours because if they're in range to a coordinate they're in range to take a target lock on you and that's the very you know that's the very least they could do so so it's gonna be less true in that case but for example if you are if you're coordinating two ships friendly to you you're gonna pick a ship to jam that you don't care if it's jammed so effectively it's just a friendly coordinate out to range three
1: or or you give the guy the target lock and then next turn that ship comes around to shoot you and the one yeah, that is your right. main target goes away and you jam the one that you gave the target lock to
2: right. right right yeah no no for sure um so it's a crew so it's a crew that can go on anybody as far as we can tell yep um i think that this is worth So, what do, you, what do I think giving somebody a just coordinate on their action bar? Coordinate on their action bar for that squad leader effectively. So, maybe I mean, is it possible it's going to be the net costed?
1: Oh, that, I didn't even think about that. That's interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Squad leader is... That-
1: and it's it's a disaster of a card.
2: Yeah, but not because it's a net costed. It's a disaster of a card because it's just costed too high right now. I uh, I, I
0: it, think it's a disaster of a card because it's a net costed.
2: Yeah, also.
0: Cuz they because the guys who are i6 are already paying for their i6
1: I guess, but I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I no, mean, maybe you got something there because they're paying more Barrett, for it. There, you, you guys remember we had that really long
0: conversation where everybody yelled at me about saying that you that we shouldn't price things for being the best. We shouldn't include a like, how did we say it? You guys didn't want to see cards penalized just for being the best option on something. That's what squad leader is right
1: now. Was there a reason why Squad Leader was so high? I remember there was some sort of broken thing you could do with it, which is why it was costed the way it is now. But what was I don't it? remember anybody oh point on that.
2: So 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 as I was saying, it was um, the fear comes from Finral in the sheath peed at I six, which uh, did something which basically allowed a ship that wasn't intended to be maneuverable to reposition in a way that was uh, was bad for the game. Now, 2nd Edition doesn't have as much reposition, and the reposition that it does have is not as dramatic, generally speaking. Um, so even though large ship boost, for instance, is still really, really big in terms of where it changes the ship, it is often red where it, it didn't used to be. Uh, but I think that's where it comes from, and and I won't be surprised if Hondo is is in it costed for that reason.
0: Okay. Well, those are the two that we wanted, that we thought you would have the most fun with, and I think probably that we had the most fun with. Although I did enjoy talking about the the, the V wing, since that that looks like a very interesting call it an alt take on the A wing.
2: Um, I'm looking but... forward to what you could do with it with Tie Fighter um modifications because i find that very interesting mm-hmm. yeah that's a,
0: that's one that's gonna have to be watched for like sideways power creep like or yeah. it's something that you know they keep maybe they add one too many upgrades for what was supposed to be a tie fighter only you slap it on something with not the same dial two shields and a different upgrade bar and all of a sudden it's like er we didn't think about that uh yeah Yep. However, if they stick with the current trend of Republic non-Jedi pilots being extremely mediocre, it won't make a lot of a
2: difference. That's true. <laughs> right, right. Um,
0: But the next thing we wanted to talk about was the upcoming this weekend, the beginning of this weekend of the Gold Squadron pod, uh, Podcast Galaxies Tournaments. Uh, for those who do not know, Dion, uh, the legend, is going to run five paid qualifying events in uh, August 22nd to 23rd, September 5th to 6th, September 19th to 20th, October 3rd to 4th and October 17th to 18th with the Invitational event uh, being run November 7th through 8th. Um, the only one that has sold out so far is the LA event which surprises no one but I, I would recommend that if you are trying to play in this sign up fairly quickly as I suspect they are not large uh, they are not large events just based on how hard it is to run to herd this many cats on TTS and
2: Discord. Wasn't Um, it somewhere like in the vicinity of 140 after that TTS and Tabletop started breaking down?
0: uh, Yeah, they broke Tabletop with like 140. You're right, it is something like 140, 150 when they broke TTO. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that again. It doesn't (laughs) look... I don't see another... I don't see anything as far as the limit... To number of players per event. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Each qualifier will be capped at 288. My timing is amazing. So this is going to be the first big extended event since the point shuffle. Um, this will probably – the first two qualifiers, I suspect, are going to be very heavily researched by people who are in the later events. Um, like I myself probably am going to sign up for the fourth qualifier if I sign up at all. Because I want to see three, you know, damn near eight hundred people play with the new points before I make any kind of list decision.
2: Right. Uh, they could they could fix
1: it by having every right, like the the fill up for all of these events ends at the same time, and people. Right. You would just list. have. Well, you would just say you lock lists. Right. You like lock when lists when, early. That's a good way to fix it.
2: But um, I mean, that's is there a reason to do that? That we wouldn't do that if we were competing live. I mean
1: waves, no. we no but we've seen it live though. Every worlds there's like, you know, day one A, day two A. I think the most recent one was the first time lists had to be turned in early,
2: which I really sure, but I is really enjoyed. Isn't this more like the the system open series though?
1: I mean I think he's go, just, go ahead, Drake. Yeah, I'm just getting I'm just getting that I don't like people sitting there being like, Oh, okay, yeah, there's a lot of droids, so let's take what stops droids, right? Like that that that's not compi- that's not competition to me. That's people going. Okay, that's good. Well, I'm gonna take someone to crush it so I can win, right? But that doesn't give you a competitive advantage because everyone 100%. at every tournament will have the same. One hundred percent, and that's of course the big divide between is it right, is it wrong, right? So because I,
0: I I don't remember him locking events for when the, for the last series he did. I mean, so I, I suspect that he won't do it again.
1: As far as far as I'm concerned, there is no need to do locking like that. But as far as my experience with x-wing and this is like years and years right like 1.0 there was, there was just a lot of it and i didn't like it but i don't there's no reason to do it now and it's even as you brought it up vince it's so hard to do it now because there's seven factions and so many different lists of each faction that can do well and do things differently right like the republic swarm versus the republic aces right well, i mean
2: except the rebels
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but, but yeah, I, I enjoy that the, that the game is at a place where, um, you know, again, the first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, maybe I'm a little scared of this. But then I look at how much content is out there, and I'm like, you know what? There's so much. Even if someone did that, there's no guarantee that they would get anywhere close to the top, right? Well,
2: okay, so. I'm curious about the 288 limit because that's a weird number. Um, is that's that a bracket
0: brief? number? That's a bracket. It's a pure bracket number.
2: 288.
0: Yeah, because it's the. Hang on, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's it's 64 just uh, just four times. Well,
2: it's not 64 four times. Oh, is that 256? Yeah. Uh, then you would need to find... 288, I'm more inclined to think it's 144 twice. Because we were talking about 144 as being sort of a, sort of, some sort of limit.
1: Right to tabletop.
0: This event will be using the extended format and using FFG's advanced structure. Each qualifier will be capped to 288 players. I'm reading it right off the site.
2: Yeah, I, I just found that really interesting. 288 is a strange number, and I wonder why it was picked. Um, anyway, you guys were talking about actual important stuff while I was like, why 288?
0: Uh, Jeff, yeah. you're the math guy. It, it, it does not <laughs> shock me that you were immediately trying to figure out why there, why the that number jumped out at you. Um, mm-hmm. But here's a real question. How insane is the Corellian qualifier going to be? <laughs> uh,
2: is that the first one? Yeah. I, I mean... I mean, I don't know. Were, they, were, the, were the other tabletop simulator events, were they, were they wacky?
0: Remember that those events, even though they were extended at a time when everyone was playing hyperspace, they were still using, uh, we still saw most of the same trends. Extended didn't change that much between January and April, if at all.
2: Yeah. Because
0: right. it, it was another one of those baby step points changes as far as extended was concerned
2: so yeah um, I think we're gonna see uh, I'm just gonna go out on a limb right now and tell you tell you that I think you're gonna see uh, YT 2400s in the Rebel faction
0: I don't disagree
2: um, yeah I, I've been playing them uh, playing a wild space fringer specifically it's, it's 72 points base and it is well worth 72 points man that is a that is just a great ship. So that's one thing that I think that rebel players are going to be experimenting with in an extended event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it, when's the first one? August twenty
0: second. We'll, It'll be two days from Thursday.
2: Right. When uh, when we post this. So Hopefully. we're not. When when are we getting a release? Do we know?
0: I don't believe we have a word on wave seven. No. All
2: right. So probably this is gonna. These are gonna be. So October. I mean,
0: it might happen between the the last qualifier on the seventeenth, eighteenth, and Coruscant.
2: Yeah, I mean, wow, that would that would be crazy, right? If
1: oh, would be super cool. I would. I, I would, would be. I would tune into kind of madness.
2: That. Yeah. Uh, that would that would be insane. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that there are we, the points have come down far enough in the last two uh, two changes that with extended with the ability to uh, to find combinations and permutations that fully take advantage of the the drops in points and the the new sort of slots that that creates in list building. I think we're going to see some really unintentionally strong lists.
0: Also, the boogeyman is dead.
2: The boogeyman but, being
1: uh, Ollie's list. Paul Pocknell's, yeah, the triple. Yeah, a- it's yeah. Dead, dead.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: um,
2: yeah, it is.
0: Like whenever the king is dead, there's always somebody always steps up, but it, there there is always a couple months of just savagery. Where yeah. everybody everybody th- swings in with something, and then a couple months after that is when you get the really fine tuned. You know, this is the shit. Because uh, the first time we saw the Grand Inquisitor was what Matt Carey.
2: I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I remember the. Th- I just remember the Inquisitors. I don't really remember the first time I saw the Grand Inquisitor.
0: And I mean, whispers um. bounced around like whisper was really good then whisper kind of fell off and then cuz they hit fifth brother with the nerf bat um, and they and they nerfed juke and then somehow it just came back you know like the 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 environment became ripe for a i5 free reposition token stack force ace man it's amazing how that ever fell off i take it back you, and uh
2: so the question is, did, did Whisper go up too much to keep Whisper and Inquisitor in the list? Yes. Or uh, that list did, is dead. Uh, I, see, I don't... I'm not sure that it's dead. How, how much did Vader realistically go up? He didn't go up. Yeah, he did pass the right. sensors. Well, Vader, sorry, right, but, but you just take fire control instead.
1: <sighs> uh,
2: it's not as good. No, it's not as good, but you know... Um, and then you've got you've got you've got to find that third slot, right?
1: So um, so here's your so take it as you guys will. So you can switch either all of Whisper or all of Darth Vader with Redline and have the same list. But Grand Inquisitor has Sense on him, so you can take wow. Redline Grand Inquisitor with Sense and fully tooled up Whisper. Or you can take Redline with Torps, um, uh, Grand Inquisitor with Sense, and fully tooled up Vader, passive sensors, afterburners.
2: I'm not entirely sure Grand Inquisitor wants to be spending one of his two force on Sense when when he's within striking range, when somebody's within striking range of coming for him. Right,
1: then you drop Sense but, for a five point bid.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at
0: Vader with FCS, Juke Fifth Brother on Whisper and grand inquisitor stock for 200 flat
1: yeah yeah
0: so you I mean, know, it's, it's not great i would know. this is yep that's a massive step down from what it was um
1: yeah it it is i i don't know man redline i think is definitely nothing to sneeze at the no the, no no of course not but but either way yes the, the 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 triple aces are are gone i didn't mean to derail completely the uh, talk about the the you know the releases and now that we don't have a big boogeyman, you know. Yeah, I, I just want to roll uh, run this
0: back real quick. Jeff, I think losing passive sensors is way bigger than, than maybe any of us realize because it opens up a whole bunch of i6s that don't have to worry about catching three die with an automatic crit from Vader anymore.
2: But I mean, he doesn't have to lose them, right? He just pays three more points for it.
0: Right, which means that you're giving up either whispers, creme, de, you know, one of whispers, creme de la creme upgrades.
2: Yeah, I think that if you keep Vader, you replace Whisper. If you keep Whisper, okay. you replace Vader.
0: Yeah, I okay is what, yeah.
2: is what I think. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, I think that a player, Whisper, Whisper's ability to gain, uh, and evade on on scoring a hit. And being at I-5 is huge, right? Yeah. So we talked about this not very long ago, where if Echo and Whisper had had their initiative switched, there would be a lot, a lot more question about whether you played Echo or Whisper in a list.
0: I think Um, you would find a lot of people running a lot more Echo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that they made a mistake. They 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 lo- they missed an opportunity by not doing that because, generally speaking, in my opinion, you want people to have reasons to take every every pilot in in a chassis. Sure, right, right. Um, So, but there is a there is a place for somebody who can see the matrix to use those six decloak positions for Echo to make up for whisper for whisper's ability to take a to to gain and evade um and really what that comes down to is whisper's got an extra hit point on a round where whisper can reliably score damage against somebody whisper has an extra hit point sure um I, i think that there's possibly room in there to do that there's also the fifth brother route that that drew mentioned 5th um, brother just I mean 5th brother is going to die at 9 hit points and 1 agility 5th brother, uh, sorry Redline, Redline. is going to die at 9 hit points and 1 agility but Redline is going to do 8 points of damage to something
0: uh, uh, Oh, let me he's going to do here's the problem with Redline um, Redline is so much worse against Swarm's than the uh, then either the ships he's replacing because he's gonna be burning a 13 point proton torpedo either to single take a, to take a out vulture a, a vulture droid
2: yeah
0: so yeah. and then they're gonna kill him
2: yeah um, so you're,
0: you're trading seven more often than not with red line against droids you're trading I don't want to say 70 but close to that for what 38. Yeah, I mean, even if you play, um, even if you play, even if you played against First Order and you played the focho, you're still losing points on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, there are the intangibles. Like if they are going all in on redline, then Vader and Fifth Brother are on the flanks. You know, nom nom nomming. But yes, I, I I do I do agree with that. A high high hit point, low agility ships struggle more against swarms.
0: Yeah, especially uh, if they aren't t- ships. especially
2: if they aren't turreted ships. Yeah, I would I would um, I would put that as the caveat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if Imperials have something that that uh, they could replace it with. I. I wish I could say it's Echo, because I love Echo. Echo's my favorite Phantom. Um, and I'm pretty sure Echo, Fifth Brother, fits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, man, that not, getting, not being sure that you're going to be able to recloak. Because that's the thing, right? The whole reason that you would consider Echo is because of that crazy-ass decloak. And yep. if you're not sure you're going to be able to decloak, then Echo's ability loses a lot of value.
0: Also, Echo's ability loses a lot of value just in being I-4
2: against yeah, things that can course. barrel roll. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I But but I do think that... I, I don't think that Aces players are going to give up on Aces.
0: Of course not. No pff, No one so, is saying that.
2: Um, you know, maybe you replace it with... Maybe Let's you try it. something... Oh, Something I thought you were going to say Suntir Fell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know,
0: maybe there's um, there are a lot of points left over between Vader, the Inquisitor, and Fell.
2: So if you get rid of, so if you get rid of Whisper, how many points do you have?
1: Seventy-six. Uh-oh. Without you, yeah. All
2: right. So you get rid of Whisper. You've got seventy-six points. Suntir Fell with hull upgrade, shield upgrade, and Predator. Predator. Is under seventy six points? Oh yeah, easy. I mean, not easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. It's
0: it is it is well under seventy six. Hang on, because uh, fell did go up a point.
2: Yeah, to fifty four or whatever. But yeah, but hull upgrade and shield upgrade are fifteen points.
0: Uh, it's seventy one, so it's eight less. Seventy one, um, or five
2: less. Dark. Five less, which gives you a five point bid.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, unless you really wanted to put, you know. Unless you really wanted to put sense on the Grand Inquisitor as your your backstop against the other I sixes,
2: I I mean I guess I just Grand Inquisitor if he doesn't have that force backing him up. Well, remember,
0: there you're not always going to. It's just, people misunderstand sense. A lot of times you're taking it just because of its value
2: in a scrum. Yeah, true, and it's free at one point. Yeah.
0: So you, so, yes, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, Jeff. But a lot of times, especially because the TIE V ones, they are the the advanced V ones. They do love that. They do love to scrap at close yep. range.
2: It's it yeah. does
0: turn in. You do get value out of it down there.
2: I mean, Grand is one of the exceptions that doesn't particularly want to scrap at close range because why risk that?
0: Well, he's the only one who can turn off the close range bonus. So I don't know if I would agree with that.
2: Well, yeah, but he had. He can also gain his own close range bonus from range three. That's true. Why, you know, why, why risk it? I, I just, you know, um, I don't know. I, I it's intru- I, I'm I, I think centurial is a as a possibility. I would be afraid of a really really strong ace player playing a set that seventy one point Fell.
0: Yeah, I mean the the it, the the question will always be. What happens when you guess wrong? You know, like, you yeah. just pfft, dead. And-,
2: and by the way, <laughs> that 71-point fell is very nearly 24 points per hit point.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> either
2: no, either that's it He's got five no, it's 14. He's got five hit points. Yeah, yeah it's 14, 14 points per hit point. So, no, not, not, still not anywhere close to that 18 that we were talking about for the Octus. Yep. But, yeah. I think fourteen is probably. I think I think we've hit on something where fourteen is fourteen per hit point is probably my comfortable limit. I
0: I would mostly agree with that. Um, I, I know that I've built i built e wings that get pretty close to twelve, and I get and that's when I start getting nervous.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's that's they're so cheap now that it's actually legitimately insane. Um, yeah speaking of are uh, are there gonna be a lot of protor knaves out there
2: I mean maybe how about wild space fringers and protorp knaves
0: it's i mean you're talking about uh, a fringer is what 70
2: yeah you're 72 i think probably I think probably people would go lebo because of lebo's uh infinite calculates ability and he's only like four points more I think
0: uh-huh.
2: Um, so people probably go Lebo, um, and he can take the talent. So, you know, there is really nothing better than uh, hitting somebody, intimidating somebody with your large base YT-24 when you've got a proton torque knave coming up on them.
0: That is true. So, um, Drew, what and, do you got? What do you think is going to pop? If you
1: had to guess what's going to pop up out of nowhere. Uh, it will pop out of nowhere. I still think that my money is on Redline and, and, you know, pick your three aces, or pick your two aces. Um, uh, Redline red Inquisitor, Whisper, or, uh, Vader. It's probably going to be Vader. Um,
2: and if he, if that list avoids swarms.
1: Yeah. That's,
2: uh, uh that's I mean, it,
1: it can. I don't, I still feel like if Redline, if you play Redline well enough, you can clip one of those droids and, you know, basically kill a droid a turn. If you can kill two, two and a half droids um, before fully getting into the swarm, you know, Vader and Inquisitor are going to have a hell of a time, but dealing with five droids is going to be way easier than dealing with, like, six or seven, right? Or I guess eight. The Grand Inquisitor that? doesn't hurt droids. I Yeah, true, true. I don't... I mean you can sit there and, and, and you know, throw tomatoes at me all day, but my money is on something don't like understand.
2: that. Um, no, when, when I, I said avoid swarms, Drew, what I was talking about was just yeah, don't, you don't draw them. Yeah, you don't draw you don't yeah, you draw get them lucky. Yes, exactly. You know? no, yeah. I knew exactly what
1: you're talking about. But I'm talking I'm thinking like if you are paired with one, I mean it is what it is, you know. Um, but I I, I think then,
2: I think one of our skilled droid players because of because of that goddamn two-turn barrel roll link calculate, I don't think Redline has a chance against us against a skilled droid player. Redline's going to take five shots and you know, and die. He's going to get bashed. Um, he's just going to get bashed.
0: Not to mention, God forbid you actually pick up the the blinded pilot or the weapons malfunction. Right. And um, then just you paid seventy points to kill one droid,
2: but I, I do think we're gonna see it, Drew. I think people are gonna play Redline and just hope for that, hope to avoid that matchup. You know, at least hope to avoid it. If they get it, get somebody like me that has no idea how to play droids. You know, but wants to. Right. Um,
1: but there's the other thing too. Again, it's it's sort of a meta. It's sort of a meta call, right? Like you may not even see proton torpedoes on it. You may see um, the trajectory with seismic, which I think is. One more point, right? Yeah, but ten, then you run death rain. But I mean, yeah, at that point, then you run, then you run death rain. But uh, but no, I still, I still think that we're, we'll definitely see that for sure. Um, Did Ali
2: do that? Ali ran, uh, Ali subbed in death rain with he ran against Paul's four Wookiees and Sabine in a. Oh. Um, it's on it's a vassal game, it's on it's online. It's uh, uh Paul demolished him pretty hard. But he ran Death Rain with trajectory and all of that stuff. Um I think it was subbed in for Whisper.
1: I think Whisper was in it too.
2: No, no, it was subbed in for Vader. It was it was v- oh is Vader not Whisper? Me. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but either so so there I mean Jeff, you hinted at it. I've been trying to as you can hear me occasionally I'll be like, Hey, Guys, right? Like, try to try to get my 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 thing, and I think, I think the Alsatucks are gonna make a splash, for sure. Ooh. For sure, dude. Four Alsatucks and Sabine, five ship Rebel list, all of most of which can reinforce with a, with a one eighty three die arc. Like, that's
2: <sighs> yeah. But, I mean, you you arc is You, you go up against insane. You go
1: up against a droid swarm at range two to three. And the droids are doing minimum like one damage each to a single ship. I mean, not minimum, you're, but like. Remember, you're throwing three die unmodded back. I sure. I I'm just saying, like looking at the looking at that, I I like that, right? You know, I'll take that shot. Uh, okay. I
2: think I think it's pretty strong. I think that the um, I think the arc is just up. The arc of those ships is just absurd. You just yep. don't... You forget how good 180 contiguous degrees is. Um, the, the the ironic thing is 180 degrees when it's out the front and the back is actually more coverage than 180 degrees just out the front. Um, I know that sounds weird, but the reason is because the the way that ships can be partially out of arc and still be clipped in an arc. So... Uh, you get more effective coverage in the front and back arc, but it's so much easier to keep ships in arc when the arc is contiguous. Well, not yep.
1: only not only that, but then you also multiply that by four, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah.
2: I, uh, I definitely and think then, they're, and gonna they're not much. even they're not going to reinforce very often, by the way. Oh, most yeah. of the time. No, I wouldn't. Just focus. Yep,
1: yep. With yeah. with the amount of hull they're packing and shields, mm-hmm. I would. Why not? Right? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you focus? I, oh, let me ask this:
0: Is it is the arc the only reason you would go for Ozzitux over four B wings? Oh, like, is that I, the hundred yes. percent of the reason?
1: I think so. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, but I'm sure we'll see that too. Swarms of uh, B wings as well. Well, that that's not new. Is the thing? I'm,
2: I'm not sure we'll see that. I don't think honestly. so either.
0: I was just asking uh, if if there was a reason you you were going with the Azatux.
2: Besides yeah, the, arc, the fact that their the dial is, is just, fucking good, the dial's good with the only exception being no turnaround, and of course the thing that covers for no turnaround is a hundred and eighty degree arc. Yep, and uh-huh. having three buddies. So uh, yeah, I, I I think the arc is just really 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 good, and you're talking about thirty five hit points. Um, you got it, supernatural Sabine.
0: If you want to have real fun, um, you can also instead of Sabine, you run Zeb in the attack shuttle. it's At fifty. It's a fifteen straight up fifteen die joust.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess. I, I I really like the the supernatural Sabine. Just the I mean the t-
1: the supernatural what? Tie Fighter. That's
0: yeah. Okay i um, I was just throwing it out there because I've gotten. I know a lot well, of people yeah. who play four ship rebels have gotten a lot of mileage out of a nice cheap Zeb and the attack shuttle. Thirty two points yeah. for a three die is about as good as it gets.
2: I agree. Thirty two points for three die attack is strong, and uh, I mean David beat me in a game tonight with Zeb and an attack shuttle, yep. and uh, because of the damn barrel roll, um, evade. Uh, evade linked action. Yep. Um, I just couldn't push any I couldn't push enough damage through to kill it. Um, but uh yeah, I just I don't know. It, it could be could be irrational. I just like the supernatural TIE Fighter for its ability to dance around and block and and so forth, which they the uh, Zeb in the attack shuttle is one of eight is not gonna stand if somebody if if he, he takes more than one shot.
0: I will jump in last here with uh, my hot take. (laughs) Don't worry. I I have plenty of those. Um, This is actually a really serious opinion. I think an Alpha Swarm is going to do very well. A big one. I think you are going to see probably a single shuttle and a combination of of Sabres and Alpha Squads at at least one of these qualifiers make a deep run. I mean top four.
2: So I've played that a couple of times against um, Charles um, in the Militant Casuals League, uh, just pickup games. I've played, he's been running four alphas with targeting computers and Lieutenant Psy.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, is that sort of the thing you had in mind, or are you talking uh, sabers for the for the uh, Predator? Or I what? was going
0: sabers for the Predator. Yeah. I like I, um, I something there's something in my brain that is telling me that you could go fell a shuttle and three savers and if you and with crack, and with crack shot on everybody and you are going li- to you'll delete three you'll delete three droids on the first pass. You will kill three on the first go. Cuz you're going to have four dice reroll focus and the ability to remove one of their one of their evades, meaning that they almost have to roll to paint. Not to mention you're going to burn those calculates real quick. If they're not just going evade, 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 evade. Right. Right. I, and I think that those, those ships are maneuverable enough that you, you also have against higher, uh, higher niche ships. You've got a double repositioned as a blocker, and then you have two other guys to punish. Plus you have suit fell. Yeah. So I, Three sabers um, fell in a shuttle. I think probably is going to have legs. There are guys who were there. Uh, William, uh, who is the guy? He's from uh, Labyrinth Squad out of, out in DC. What is his name? Will. He's been. He, I don't remember the gentleman's name. You know who you are, buddy. We're good friend of mine. Um, he was running double scariff pilot and like four, four or five alpha squads with Sloan. If you've never played against that list don't play against that list. You will hate well, it.
2: Alphas are alphas are 31, so... Um, so it must have been four. can't have been five, yeah, it had to be four. Um, I, if
0: you've never played against that, stay away from it. It will fuck you up.
2: Yeah, see, I think that the addition of Sloan, I think that that is... That's, that makes it into something that's very, very scary. Because the the, the weakness of those, of course, is that they can pop. Mm-hmm. They just pop. Yep, and Sloane turns that into an advantage.
0: But also, um, you know, I would ask the question: Are alphas cheap enough now to be worth putting elusive on for thirty? What thirty-five?
2: They can't. They don't have. Oh, that's alphas right. Don't
0: have talent. Just, it, so. As soon as I said it, I, as soon as I said it, I went, "Oh, you fucking idiot!"
2: Um, no,
0: but it's, I say uh, that every time. Much,
2: they're pretty much naked. Thirty-one points is a good cost for them. Um, I, I, I mean. I play one in the Jank Tank League. I have an alpha in my list, and I swear to God, every time he dies, it's because he gets one shot.
0: That's, so he uh,
2: either dies to a one shot or he doesn't die.
0: I uh, my uh, uh, For those who don't know, Jeff Drew, uh, Jeff and I are playing in the same Jank League for Militant Casual, and Chris Langland has two alpha squads in his list, and I played against it with my Knave squad, my passive sensors B-Wing, and... Uh, them. Actually, no. They were the last two ships standing. Uh, Vagabond caught the first torpedo and just imploded. And then... <laughs> um, it took him so long to kill the B-Wing, which was hysterical. He had... I will not deny that he had a ter- he had terrible dice luck. It took him so long to kill the B-Wing that um, Wolf, uh, Wolf Waro killed the the Reaper that was in his list and the E-Wing just kind of dodged everything.
2: Yeah.
0: It was a good game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's funny. If you don't shoot at them, some, with bad, bad dice neuters them harder than
2: anything. Yep. Yep. But uh, I, anyway, anyway I, I, I hope you're right, because I love TIE Interceptors. Tonight.
0: I do, too. They're one um, of the few Imperial so, ships that I really like.
2: So I hope you're right.
0: But, all right, uh, we have run. Actually, this is about perfect time for us. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap it up right there. I am so glad that Jeff is back. Uh, shout out, Nick Sperry, for holding down the fort for a couple weeks. But we are a family again. So, everyone, thank you very Thanks. much for listening. Good luck to everyone who is playing in the Corellian Open, uh, which will be or the Karelia Qualifier, which is two days after we post this on August the 22nd. And uh, we'll talk to everyone next week with some results and analysis, which I'm very excited about.